0: When you have 10 trucks or over 6,600 trucks, the goal is the same, put the most revenue miles on each one. But do things change when your fleet count is in the thousands? And what do companies do to tackle the extra complexities that come with size? Well, folks, strap right in because we're going to find out in this episode of Loaded and Roll. Welcome to Loaded and Rolling, everybody. I'm your host, Thomas Watson, Enterprise Trucking Carrier, here, expert here at Freight Waves. And we're going to have a little bit of a treat for you today. Uh, we're going to be bringing on in a little bit, once we get him pulled in, uh, of course, Josh Smith, Vice President of Variant and uh, Over-the-Road Operations at U.S. Express Enterprises, Inc. Uh, but until we do get him pulled in, uh, we're just going to be talking a little bit about how, uh, how trucking fleets in general Uh, Are going to be managing, especially in times of uh, the cyclical part of the business, uh, trucking business cycle. So, uh, here's this is another part of what I like to call I can trucking and so can you segment brought to you by uh, myself and a book uh, called Truckload Transportations by a guy named uh, Leo Lazarus. So, uh, you know, for most folks trying to understand, we got Josh, so we're going to cut over to that instead. So, folks, getting really excited here. Uh, Joining us, of course, is going to be Josh Smith talking about how U.S. Express and their variant program is uh, one example of an enterprise trucking fleet that is tackling the challenge uh, from the ground up in terms of not only trying to uh, revamp trucking, but bring it into the 21st century. Uh, Those of you who don't know Josh, uh, he has been with U.S. Express for nearly 10 years and before taking on the operations uh, leadership role, he's been with uh, customer experience as well as customer service. Josh, welcome, sir. Good to see you again.
1: Thomas, long time no see. Um, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.
0: Excited as well. I'm, I'm digging the background. We're trying to get my synthwave one to move, but uh, I haven't got enough viewers yeah. yet. So we're working on that.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I can understand. Yeah, I'm here in Chattanooga on our third floor um, doing the ops stuff. So um, figured, you know, I'd call in, you know, from. Uh, straight from here so um again good seeing you
0: perfect and for folks who don't know tell us a little bit how you got into trucking a little bit of your background experience because i feel like being in trucking 10 years feels more like 20 or 30 in this kind of line of work
1: yeah it can uh it can definitely age you uh pretty quickly um yeah i mean so i my first gig here at us express was a fleet manager um started out i believe in 2008 um you know time flies but um you know, learn how to run trucks here. I'm, I guess I'm kind of homegrown to U.S. Express. I've, I've been around the block, done several roles here, um, did, did load planning. I've done customer experience, customer service. I've done our ad hoc team. Um, previous to, uh, vice president of variant, I was, uh, leading our, um, customer experience team here at U.S. Express. And then, uh, about six months ago, um, took over the, uh, the variant and then OTR operations gig. So, um, Little uh, little background on me and, and how I how I got here.
0: It's been a wild ride for sure. And talk for folks who don't know about what Variant is, uh, describe a little bit about what kind of what the Variant program is and, and what y'all are trying to do
1: uh, within the organization. Yeah, so so we're a driver facing model, driver facing brand. Um, started out in in 2019. Um, it, at that time, we were we were super tech focused. We we put a lot of a lot of resources um, into technology. Um, now i guess that you could say that we're a, a more of a traditional trucking operation with a with a slight twist um and, and i say that because we have you know, learned, you know, several lessons over the last two years on, um, you know, really what makes this tick. And, you know, U S express has been around for a really long time. So um, I think where we're at now, Thomas is, is really taking care of drivers, um, making sure that, that, that we're getting back to the fundamentals of trucking. And we've, you know, again, done this for a really long time. Um, and then using some of those lessons that, that we learned in the last couple of years and blending um, the cool tech that we've, that we've built along the way, you um, and then blending that with the overall experience that we have, um, you know, to make trucks run efficiently. So, um, you know, pretty exciting, um, you know, taking care of the drivers, taking care of the people, um, and then really just, uh, just moving some freight for our customers.
0: And I like the tech component. Is there any cool things you are allowed to talk about in regards to like some of the cool technology that uh, you either are using or that variant kind of got to check out and test?
1: Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, <laughs> The, the last couple of years we' developed a lot like we had our hands in, in a lot of different um, you know tech resources but you know at, at the end of the day um, there are core kPIs and core metrics that we have to hit and we have to be focused on um, and we've kind of scaled that back and then really focused on what makes the trucks move most efficiently um, with cool tools for our drivers um, cool ways to, to, to really position our trucks and make our trucks um, in the best position um, to be profitable but also take care of the drivers getting them home on time um you know giving them some some money in 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 their wallets obviously is, is something that's super important um and then using our customers that we have core relationships with that we've had for many many years um and then just blending it all together um you know so that we can make this thing move uh, move move rather well
0: and stepping into like a VP role, you know, for a lot of folks and when brokers think of trucking, they think of like 10 trucks, uh, for, you know, for a segment of the audience. Or some yeah. of the biggest surprises or what was some of the cool things you got to do as you move up, uh, you know, for folks who don't know what it's like getting to steer the helm of like a thousands of trucks in a business unit.
1: Yeah, it is a it is a lot. It's a twenty four seven operation, obviously, um, making sure that you have enough resources to support the staff that you have internally, the drivers that you have on the road. It it you know, um, Christmas Day we've got drivers out on the road, so you know, obviously, thanking our drivers for doing that, but making sure that we have the support staff in place to to take care of it. Um, I, I guess one of the biggest transitions, Thomas, and uh, you probably, you know, when when we worked together. Years and years ago, um, had had many management positions along the way, but when you step into a to a VP role, it's it's really about people, um, taking care of the people, making sure that uh, that they're in a really good place, um, and then we believe that that moves the number. So I, I guess what I would say is, people management is is first and foremost, um, and and that's really the biggest transition, really, from a VP to. Um, you know, some of those uh, mid, mid-level management roles.
0: Well, I feel like especially it, within such a large organization, it almost goes from problem management and then the higher up you go, you're like, hey, how do I empower people? How am I picking the right people? It feels like almost like, you know, yeah. you're one of those baseball owners and you're figuring out who's your general manager and what kind of players are going to fit in different roles. Is that kind of one of the cool things, I guess, with Variant? You all get the opportunity to try out different combinations of staff and
1: drivers and see if you can hit that sweet spot. Yeah. And and, I mean, as you know, I mean, US Express has many, many different roles. We've got customer experience team. We've got a load planning team. We've got a brokerage. We've got a dedicated model. We've got an over the road model. We've got a pricing team. We've got HR. So we can we can we have a, you know, a full force of of talent Um, in in the fun part or I, I guess. the the most meaningful impactful things that I can do is really put people in the right positions to be successful, um, from both, you know, personal and and career growth. And, um, I, I tell my, my team all the time that if I wasn't doing this role, I would, I would be a coach somewhere. Um, but with the experience of, you know, being in transportation, um, Combining that with, you know, a coaching mindset and coaching mentality, I consider myself a transportation coach. So, yeah, um, to your point, it's really fun to have a huge talent pool like we do at U.S. Express and then get them in the right position um, to be successful um, and then make our company successful.
0: And I think there's one thing I'm looking at the notes here. Uh, the, The variant team is focused on a two person team. I remember back in my day, back when we had to walk up hills both ways. I had my 55 truck fleet, of course, you're kind of strapped in for the ride. Yep. Uh, what is, uh, what's kind of the thing with the two, pr- how does that work? And uh, uh, what are some of the things y'all have found out? Is it like one's a manager and one manages the messages or how, what's the, uh, what's the deal on that one?
1: Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, I mean, this is a this is a hard, a hard gig. Um, transportation is, is not really for everybody. I think that there's some, some pride into it. We, you know, call it, you know, running trucks. And um, to do that, um, you know, you, you've got to put your people in, in the best position to, to be successful um, and then to, to, to really have a good relationship with the driver. So we've tried several different things along the way. Um, we've tried, you know, the, the one person model, um, the, the direct fleet management. Um, but we've really found success recently in a two person model. Um, and how that looks is basically you've got a driver focus. Um, and then you've got a truck focus. So, um, you know, we've got we, we've got it split down um, to around, you know, anywhere from 80 to 90 trucks and, uh, you know, two people kind of tag teaming, um, working as a team to make sure that the drivers within that fleet are successful, um, taking care of drivers issues, um, you know, really, you know, have an understanding of what the driver's going through. Um, and then also from a, from a customer standpoint, making sure that we're on time. We're on time to pick up. We're on time to deliver. Um, and then getting those drivers and trucks again, you know, in, in the best position. So that that's our take on it currently. Um, just recently went to that. Um, and have have found some success. So we're we're pretty excited about it and going to stick with it.
0: I think it's exciting because I felt like with a one-person model at 55, you just kind of, you either had time to deal with the truck-related problems or the driver-related problems, and you eventually had to catch up with one or the other. So it almost feel like even with the technology (laughs) on the back end giving you heads up, it could sometimes feel Mm -hmm. like if you have a rough day and a lot of things are breaking or a weather event that you could quickly get overwhelmed sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's nice to have a partner and a teammate um, as you're going through the day, like you mentioned. I mean, 55 trucks in one person, that's a, that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot going on. Um, transportation never stops. There are, um, you know, issues that come up hourly. So um, it's nice to have a, a partner in crime, I guess you could say, to help, uh, help, help get you through the day and, and, you know, help make the driver successful.
0: And, and for the variant brand, I know you have the it's, – it's a whole new brand, the Tractors. Uh, I think you're still using the same yeah. trailers. But for uh, for the drivers themselves, does it come with any extra thing? I know, like, uh, companies will do road team captains. They'll have uh, driver coaches. They'll have folks that can check in on them. Uh, is there some unique things that you've got from driver feedback that you all are trying to put into this model uh, to help out with, you know,
1: retention and quality of life? Yeah, so, I mean, we, we take the approach that – we let the drivers in on kind of what we're doing, um, you know, for, for the operation, we have monthly, um, town halls with all of our drivers. They're recorded. Um, we take their feedback very seriously. We like to, to hear, you know, what their issues are out on the road and, and try to make them as, is, you know, try, try to fix them or just be honest with them and say, Hey, you know, this is you know sometimes part of trucking and, and we can, you know, partner you up with a mentor, um, to help, help you get through your day. But, you know, to your point, we have we have really good equipment. Um, some of the best equipment in the business. So um, when you drive for Variant, you get a really good truck. Um, we, we've got you know new new trailers. Um, we've got you know best of the best equipment. Um, and then you know from a from a driver management standpoint, we've got some really good people we've got some tough people um and we've got some people that that, that are working with those drivers that uh, that really understand the business and uh and can really help out but uh but yeah i mean we're we're talking to our drivers all the time we've got you know an operation in in tunnel hill along here along with you know Chattanooga where I'm currently at um and we're talking to those drivers. We're meeting the new drivers out of orientation. Um, you know, uh, the onboarding process is, 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 you know, something that we're able to do in person um, a lot of the time. So um, that's that's kind of what you get um, when you come drive with us.
0: And I feel like coming from the pandemic, because variant was 2019, uh, were there any big changes? I'd read some places where I know with orientations in schools, it got difficult because of having to do virtual versus in-person. But were there any big changes or any big surprises uh, coming before and after the pandemic that, uh, that you all have uh, had to work through, especially being a large fleet and going through some of the changes?
1: I mean, before it, it was chaos, Thomas. You know that it was. Uh, I mean, CDL schools were shut down. It, it was really tough to, to get a good quality driver um, that, that's new. And, and, and the pandemic, as everybody knows, changed changed really everything. But afterwards, I mean, I think that we're seeing drivers and people just want to interact more, um, more in-person stuff. Um, you know, seeing drivers at terminals and, and, and things like that, you know, they, I think that they enjoy the in-person training that the driver simulation, um, and all the cool stuff that, that they were able to, to, to help with during the, the orientation. And, um, you mentioned the pandemic and, you know, I've been talking a little bit about, you know, the, the grit, I guess that it takes to, to work in transportation and, um, You know, since 2019, through the pandemic, we've seen so many different market swings. There's been so much volatility um, in the market. Um, And I really think that that our people, drivers included, um, office staff, I think careers have have progressed or maybe expedited as far as experience goes, just because it's been so crazy. It's it's been um, an up and down, you know, a couple months during the pandemic, you'd have have, a really high demand uh, month. Right after that, you know, depending on which sector you're in, as far as um, retail or, or experience, um, you know, type freight, you, you would see a lull. So um, the, re- the, the last two to three years have, have really been, you know, pretty incredible to be in and be a part of transportation just because it's it's really, you know, made our uh, progressed our careers, I think, from an experience standpoint.
0: I completely agree. I feel like I gained a few extra gray hairs uh, during the pandemic and then swapped well, totally different <laughs> roles because of it. now I work in media and get to talk with people. And, uh, you know, I, I think for one thing um, going through here, uh, we'll hit back on variant in a minute, but for folks who are unaware with how large trucking carriers work, uh, when I worked when I went over to a brokerage and I went even helping build a small carrier, it feels like an alien concept to understand just how technical and how complex it is. Uh, you know, for folks who are just trying to wrap their heads around, like, how you operate so big at scale, what are some of the coolest things that, uh, you know, you all have implemented or uh, what are some big important things that folks need to consider when they're trying to work with a large fleet? Like, I've had brokers get mad and say, "What?" Why did the load not get picked up? Is there any cool like tips or trips behind the scenes you can share uh, that kind of help influence some of, the, uh, some of how you all operate and what your priorities are compared to like a smaller company that just is cared about booking the next day?
1: Yeah. Um, and some. I mean, we're, we're certainly customer focused, um, getting freight picked up and delivered on time sounds really easy. Um, but it, but it's actually very complicated because you've got, you know, the driver component in there, um, you know, traffic, you've got, uh, you know, people getting sick. So really, I mean, communication is, is where it's at. So we feel that we've got a really good communication, um, Product and, and management with, within our operations, so that we can really um, have a really good understanding of, of what the driver's doing in, in the current state, so that we can quickly get that information, um, relay it to our customers, and let them know that that they are going to be late. Um, and then from from the customer side of things, you know, because it is so dynamic and it is so you know complicated from a from a you know supply chain standpoint um, in any flexibility or, or weekend shipping or, or anything like that is, is certainly helpful, um, you know, for, for, for a large carrier. So, um, you know, right now, obviously we're in a down market, so those things aren't as impactful, but when we get back to that, to that up market, that that's certainly something that, uh, that, uh, can help a carrier out, um, and, and help get your freight serviced if, if need be in a, in a more up market.
0: Well, I feel like trailer pools as well. I used to, you were a load planner, I used to be a load planner. I feel like you could almost, yeah. while FredWaves has sonar data, you could almost ask a large fleet and say, Who's hold, how many people are holding on to your trailers and detaining them? And you can find a lot about inventory. Was that something as well that, uh, you know, as we're moving in the market, are, are those kind of the things you can kind of pick up and say, hey, if all of these customers across the board are keeping these things loaded longer, maybe we're in for a situation where uh, we need to start either, you know, looking at Live loads, or bring in more in the mix or go on the spot board? Or are there any kind of cool indicators like that? Because I remember the trailer game was like yeah. a whole
1: game within a game. Yeah, I mean, we believe that if if you don't have a if you don't have a trailer, you really don't have a truck when it comes to capacity. Um, a a, a trailer is just as important as a truck, um, for the most part. You know, outside of power only or things like that. But um, so much so that that we've really revamped our trailer management team. Um, we're putting a lot of energy and, and effort into that um, for those reasons that you mentioned. Um, through the pandemic, you would see, you know, many many shippers. Holding on to, 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 to trailers, um, one, because they didn't have the labor um, to get them unloaded. Um, and then now it's, it's a little bit on the opposite side. Um, customers are holding on to trailers because they don't have um, the sales um, to, to, or the need to, to offload some of that equipment. So the trailer management process is certainly important. Um, it's something that we believe in. Um, And that we're developing tools for along with putting some really good people behind that process um, to make it one easier for drivers to find a trailer, because, as you know, sometimes that 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 can be difficult. And then um, also for us to really understand where trailers are at, which ones are available so that we can really increase the speed in which drivers are unloaded um, and then to another trailer if need be and then to that shipper. So um, I feel like we've got a pretty good formula and pretty good people behind it. Um, to help with some of those trailer issues that you're referring to.
0: I, I feel like having, having the right people in the staff as well, that's important because I remember I'd send drivers and uh, the technology has gotten so much better. I don't know if y'all are still using SkyBits, <laughs> but I remember using the Skybit stuff. I spoke with them at F3 and they were working on some cool stuff as well, like cameras inside them. But, uh, you know, having that as like fixing a pain point with drivers. With Variant as well, circling back to the Variant program, um, does that also kind of help out having the extra staffing and the adjustments? Do they normally feed into the regular customer experience and cx team or is it kind of a, a fleet within a fleet in terms of how it operates in the, the structure
1: so i mean everybody has a plan a, a part plays a part in trailer management um you know we've got we, we've got our broker team we've got our dedicated team we've got our cx team who has that direct relationship with our customers you've got drivers you've got my team um on the operations side of things so um Everybody really plays a part in trailer management, but um, yes, it's it, it's heavier on the CX side, um, customer experience side, plus the trailer management side, um, and then we work together to 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 make sure that we've got a, a wagon for for the drivers and for also the customer.
0: And like uh, a few things, if there's any anecdotal stuff, especially when we're talking down market, how, how have most customers been feeling right now going into it? Are we having a situation where uh, the, the customers are pretty receptive or do you always deal with those random customers that are like, I just want the cheapest thing and I don't care who hauls it, even if I yeah, have trailers. It's, uh,
1: it, it's a mixed bag. Um, you know, we have a, a very strong customer base Um long standing relationships that help, uh, you know, mitigate some of that. Um, and we're very thankful for those relationships and we've worked really hard to keep those in times like this, um, you know, where we can see, see our contract freight, um, which obviously is, is, is so important right now with spot being, you know, um, over a dollar less than, um, you know, contract in, in many cases, but, uh, uh <clears throat> yeah, I mean the, 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 customer relationship is, is, is certainly important. Um, And, yeah, that's something that that, that we we definitely value. Uh, Looking
0: at growth patterns, uh, so Variant and, uh, you know, you have the OTR business, you have Dedicated, Expedited and other parts of the organization. Uh, Is Variant kind of one of the things where it's going to be like tip of the spear and then the the changes get flown out? Or is there uh, plans to grow them both in tandem uh, and then, you know, make adjustments?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we feel like you know, transportation and trucking is a is a market indicator. Um, it's it's not it's not a lag indicator. So, um, truck count is you know large in part dependent on on the market. You know, un- unfortunately, right now it's a it's more of a down market. So, so we're trying to you know settle in, um, you know, with with where we're at. But but definitely can can flex up. We've got the infrastructure, the people, the trucks in place to to uh to to make it happen it once this thing flips and um you know yeah i guess it's anybody's guess when it actually flips um but but hopefully sooner than later
0: that's been the funnest thing i've been researching it's always between like q1 or q2 or second half it depends on who you ask um you know exactly kind of kind of thinking about here as well uh we got about like Two minutes left, uh, especially being Variant, uh, a driver-focused brand. Or is there any cool things in terms of, like, recruiting? Does that is that something where drivers are trying to recruit more drivers into Variant? Or do you kind of bring them in during your traditional pipelines? I think I read something, but it may have been a year or two ago, where drivers had, like, a special recruiting thing where they could get more perks that they or be mentors as they bring people in Variant. Uh, that was a while ago, so I didn't know if there was any specific perks for
1: uh, getting drivers to get more drivers into Variant. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we we have, uh, I guess, more of a standard recruiting model at this point where where drivers can can earn, um, you know, extra income for for recruiting. that's open to, to all of our drivers. Previously, we we played around with, with with different ideas. We had an ambassador program, um, you know, where it was specific, and, and we gave you know drivers a, a landing page and things like that. But but you know, since then, we've we've, we've decided to open it up to all drivers um, from a recruiting standpoint. But yes, we have uh, um, you know ways for for current drivers to to earn money from a recruiting standpoint. But it's, it's more of a standard operation at this point.
0: And final thoughts here as well. Uh, is it one of those interesting things? Positioning moving forward, when the market gets soft, it feels like there's more drivers, and then when the market's hot, it feels like it's harder to find drivers. Is this something where, with variant having the technology and the scalability, if you just need to run up the dial, then you can like capitalize?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, uh, I think a lot of people understand that dynamic. Um, we can definitely, you know, turn it turn it on and off from a from a recruiting standpoint. Um, it is a little bit easier to to, to pull in drivers you know it at, at this point but uh um again you know we've, we work work on a um up market strategy and a down market and then vice versa um so we feel that you know once once we get to again when everything flips that we've got a strategy to to service the customers bring the drivers in and really support you know um all, all things trucking here at Variant. So, um, you know, just because it's down market, we're still working on on stuff when it when it flips to make sure that that, that we're still providing a superior service and a really good product to uh, to our customers.
0: Perfect. As as the saying goes, regardless of your place in the market, good operations remains eternal. Josh, thank you so much for coming on as well. Yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing what you're up to, and uh, I'll have to make the trip up uh, up the road. Come visit you all yeah. sometime.
1: Yeah, yeah, anytime. Um, thanks for having me, Thomas. I, I certainly appreciate it. Yeah, have a good one. We uh, That's
0: about it for the show today, though. I only have a few seconds left. You can catch us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern live. We turn it into a podcast on Apple and Spotify. Also do a newsletter every Tuesday and Thursday, sometime around 2.30 to 3. That's it, folks. Join us next week, though. We'll do it live.